Are you ready to start showing up as the best version of you? Ditching those diets, embracing and enjoying training and learning that you are enough. Join me, Vicky Marks, or more commonly known as Vicky PT, personal trainer, nutrition coach, and female transformation specialist on a podcast journey of inspiration, motivation, usable tips, and support to fire you forward into becoming that best version of you, plus some special guests along the way. You're listening to Strong, Confident, Transform. Let's get started. Hi everyone and welcome to episode 12. So a bit of a different one today. I'm going to be talking my story. So my journey, my story in the in the fitness industry, my story before the fitness industry, um, kind of what led me to do the job I'm doing right now. Um, I'm just going to give you a really unfiltered approach and I'm going to just tell you exactly how it's been for me. I uh, I actually did an Instagram story about this um, where I asked if people actually wanted to hear my story and 100% of you said yes. So um, I took that as, okay, I need to tell my story. And actually, I think it's really important that you guys get to know more about me and my past and how I've got to the point I am now, Um, the education that I chose, the route I took, Um, I think it's really important that you know these things. Um, So I wasn't, um, I wasn't a very fit kid, really. I kind of was always the kid that didn't want to do PE. Um, I developed quite early on. So I had really big boobs um, from a really young age. I was pretty feminine and womanly from a really, really young age. Um, And if I'm honest, did I reject it? Yeah, I think I probably did in that all of my friends were still tiny little children looking and I had these massive boobs and hips like far earlier than I thought. So I was quite feminine um, and womanly from a young age and curvy, I suppose. So kind of my relationship with myself kind of started young at not liking myself very much and I definitely had a troublesome time um throughout puberty and um kind of in my teenage years I I I wasn't very impressed with my body in my teenage years I gave it a hard time and um I questioned kind of how I fitted into society and um And I honestly was not very sporty because a lot of people ask me the same thing. Oh, what sport did you do when you were younger? Um, What team sport did you play? Um, Did you you run? Did you do athletics, gymnastics? And to be honest, I was very into horse riding um, and I loved it. But really, I wasn't an active kid, which most personal trainers that you come across, you probably hear of them being perhaps a sports person before that or being a really fit sporty child but that just wasn't me and you know I kind of went through that puberty quite young where I didn't really like my body very much and I always felt like I was the big bigger kid 
And, um, you know, I'm, if anyone that hasn't seen me in person, I'm five foot three, I'm, I'm pretty little, um, and I'm really muscular. So I've, my legs are super muscly. And I think when I was younger, number one, I didn't really know what to do with them. So, you know, when you're 10, 11, 12, 13, you don't know that lifting weights, unless you grow up in an environment where they lift weights, you don't know that that's going to help you change your body or, and, you know, going back, um, kind of to when I was that age, it wasn't really a thing to encourage children to do that sort of thing. So I didn't really have a very good relationship with my body for as long as I could remember into being a child. So, you know, I, school is obviously, I think probably not a great place to be for a teenage girl that's got massive boobs and hips and has developed quicker than her friends. Um, so I was constantly rejecting this body that um, I had and this shape that my body was developing into. And then at about 14 years old, I really suffered with my confidence, my self-worth, my, um, my anxiety, and, and my relationship with my body hit an all-time low. Um, it was between the age of about... 14, 15 and 17, I had a very bad relationship with food. I had a very bad relationship with exercise. Um, I lost a phenomenal amount of weight, a dangerous amount of weight. Um, and, you know, I really suffered and I had help. My, I gave, <laughs> I gave my mum a really hard time. I gave my dad a really hard time. And I went down that road of having a really disordered relationship with eating and at one point I think even size six trousers wouldn't fit me because I had lost so much weight and I still hated my body and this is like I always think that you go through times in your life to learn something about what's going to happen in your future or um, I do honestly believe that any personal trainer or um, coach, whatever you want to call it, like people call themselves different, don't they? Um, I do believe they have to have a past. They have to have a story that's led them to the point that they are now, which enables them to help people on a more experience-based level in that like, I've been there, I've done that. I've got the t-shirt of having an eating disorder where I, you know, I lost weight because I thought it was going to make me happier about myself. The reality is, it doesn't. You just completely trash your body, trash your hormonal system. The people around you get completely and utterly like damaged from it. And, you know, you come out of it a worse person. So, um, yeah, my relationship with food was terrible between the age of kind of 15 and 17. I could probably we're not going into a therapy session here, but you know, I had to get control over something and that was, it seemed to be the way I could gain control of my, how I was feeling and, and who I was. It was like, it's the one thing I could control at that time. Um, and I'm sure <laughs> lots of counselors or therapists would be going, ah, oh, so what happened in your childhood to make you, but you know, I had a terrible relationship with my body and I thought that by, at the time, I thought that perhaps if I changed it, that I would love it. 
reality is we all know that it comes from a lot more than that. So, you know, I had this really disordered approach and I would say it was probably, I don't remember a huge amount about that time, but all I do remember is being utterly miserable and um, me doing what I did. Why was I still not happy? And actually, I was so unhappy in my tiny, skinny body. I was so unhappy in it and I felt terrible. Um, So, you know, it got to a point where I needed to get better and I had to change what I was doing. And I think it probably showed how determined and how strong I am because one day I just decided to turn it around. I hated what it was doing to the people around me. I wasn't any happier. So what the hell was I doing it for? So then I kind of recovered. I was on my road to recovery. And within a couple of years, I was definitely um, kind of on the mend. But for a long time, a long, long time, I had a terrible relationship with myself. And then, you know, I hit kind of 18, 19 and hit another obstacle in my life in that I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. Actually, no, it was a bit earlier than that, about 17. And um, I had these A-levels and I didn't want to go to university. I was a home girl. Like, I loved living at home with my mum and I didn't really want to move away. I, it's not really... I'm not really that person that goes and lives in a, a halls and parties and does all that stuff. Like, it's just not really in my nature. So... I decided to stay home and do another A-level while I thought about what I wanted to do with my life. So I was this 17-year-old girl, didn't really know what to do with my life. Um, So I started going to the gym. I was like, okay, I'm going to get fit and I'm going to... And probably some of it was still in that control phase of I needed to control how I was feeling. Um, And so off I went to the gym and then I realised... I started, you know, I I started to think, maybe I want to own my own business. Like maybe I don't want to go to university at all, which obviously I didn't do. So while I was doing my A-levels, I started teaching. I went, I went and um, qualified as an exercise to music instructor. um, And I just started teaching every single class under the sun. And before I knew it, I was 19 and I was teaching 26 classes a week. I was in demand, you know, I was teaching street dance to 150 people in a sports hall and I was like oh maybe this is my calling in life (laughs) like I've always not thought this was the route I was going down but here I am and then kind of I I felt pretty adrenally fatigued so if you go back to my podcast about cardio versus um weights for fat loss it will tell you about how you know I I've I've been there and done that with the cardio t-shirt and I used to teach like 26 whoop whoop, I I call them whoop whoop classes, you know, grapevine in and jumping and dancing around the room. I was teaching so many a week, like that's 26 hours of exercise I was physically doing a week because I was that teacher that wanted to physically jump around with everyone. And did I enjoy it? I did at the time. It would be my worst nightmare (laughs) right now, like dancing and jumping and whoop whooping. Oh, I'd rather stick pins in my eyes now, but um, (laughs) I got to a point where I was like, there's got to be more to this industry than what I'm doing right now. And that's what threw me into, 
years of education, learning to be a personal trainer, learning to be a nutrition coach. And actually, this is where my healing started to happen around myself. And yes, I was learning to help other people. But in that journey, I was learning to help myself and heal myself, heal myself from some of the disorders that I'd put myself through. And um, yeah, kind of the next five, six years were all about me learning how I could help people and myself. And that's when I started personal training and I worked in a gym for a very long time, building my business and kind of watching other personal trainers and a lot of trainers these days. And it is something that really infuriates me how quickly someone can can qualify as a personal trainer these days. But I think a big part of becoming a personal trainer or a coach, whatever you want to call it, um, is learning from others. So working in a gym environment, doing your time cleaning the treadmills, doing your time cleaning the bikes, doing your time watching others, doing inductions, learning from different walks of life that walk into the gym, watching how they train, watching other trainers train them. And I spent a long time doing that. I've cleaned more treadmills than uh, than I'd like to um, admit to. So I did my time at the beginning of learning and and kind of being that apprentice, I suppose. And this is something that I think is massively missed these days in that there's personal trainers out there that have qualified in six weeks and they're straight away let loose on people's bodies. So a massive tip from me to you is if you ever employ a personal trainer, if you ever go and find one to help you with your goals, have a look at what they've qualified in. Have a look at their history. Look at the results they are getting and look at what people are saying about them. And for me, I'd be looking at experience and how long they've been in the industry as well. Um, So I kind of, I went to California to do some education. I did, I spent tens and tens and tens of thousands of pounds on the best um, fitness, strength and conditioning, um, nutrition um, training that was out there. And I spent huge amounts of time studying, reading books and getting myself mentors. I used to travel to London every six weeks. I'd see my own mentor that would write my own programs and I was learning from that. Um, I had mentors all over the world. I kind of um, was learning through learning about my body as well, which I think is really important. And yeah, and I think I never stop learning. Like it's in my kind of when when January hits, I'm like, right, what am I going to learn this year? And it gets tougher for me now because I can't just go to a training course because, and I'm not saying this with a with an ego or anything like that but I've done so many qualifications and my toolbox is so full now with what I love and how I love to teach that I have to be really careful about what training courses I go on because number one I want to learn something and a lot of them can't teach me anything anymore and number two it has to be within my values of what I believe in and what I teach. At the beginning I was going on courses and I was drawing it all in like a sponge and then I was using two two major parts of it and taking that forward with myself and my clients but now my toolbox is full I know exactly what I want to do with my clients 
I have every single tool to help every single walk of life that comes to me. I've been doing this 18 years now. Like my toolbox is where I need it to be and my values are very set. So nowadays I tend to go on more seminars or more self-development, so personal development courses because by improving myself, I'm improving the service I'm giving you. And for the last couple of years, I have invested heavily on personal development and self-development. I've spent thousands on personal development and self-development so that I can continuously have a full cup to be able to pour into all my clients and all my members and everything that I do. So kind of my education has taken a big... um, there's lots of swerves going with my education right now because I'm like there's no course out there that really I want to learn from like I don't want to learn more tools I just want to you know be the best that I can be so that I can give those tools to people the best I can um so I'm always um investing on my development and I'm always if there's something new that comes out I'm there like I need to know about it And I need to be able to implement that into my life. So I'm constantly developing myself. Um, So I kind of went from a kid that did nothing to a teenager that had the most distorted um, opinion of herself and her body. And I went for a rough couple of years um, kind of thinking that I had to completely change myself to to be happy, um, to then throwing myself into an industry that I would never, ever have guessed that I would have fallen into, to realising it was what I was put on this planet to do. And, you know, like, why am I telling my story to you guys? Because, you know, it's really, really important to know that if we fail, we learn. And everything that's happened in my life, I have learned from and, and has taken me to the next step. And so nowadays, I fail fast these days. Like, I don't care about failing anymore. Like, I try everything. If something comes into my head, I'm like, yeah, why not? Launch it. Let's do it. Because, you know, like, if you fail fast, you're going to learn fast and you're going to move into the next chapter of your life really quickly. And I think this is why a lot of people get stuck and get stuck in a place that they can't get out of because they're just unwilling um, to see failure as a good thing. And I know a lot of people are like, huh? But like, technically, like, I was a kid that didn't like exercise. And then, you know, I had an eating disorder as a teenager. Would you ever believe that I would be as good as my job now, having a teenage life that I did? The only reason, like, I am so good at what I do is because I've been through so much that I know how to help people. And I threw myself into, and my nature is... I'm very determined, I'm very go-getting and I refuse to be beaten by anything. So that definitely helped me in my teenage years. Um, But instead of kind of going against it and running away from it, I decided I needed to learn. And we learn from everything we do in our life. And I think it's only, I don't know if it's age that does it. And you know, when you're a child and people say to you, oh, when you get to a certain age, you'll look back and you'll see that all those things that happened to you were big learning curves to um, teach you something in your life. And as a child, you you hear that and you're like, really? And you don't want to listen to it, but I think it's true. And I really feel that a lot of my stories through my life have helped me be the personal trainer 
nutrition coach, um, you know, whatever you want to call me that I am today. And, you know, there's lots of things that have happened in my life. I got married and kind of went through and an, the next kind of thing that was I have to look perfect on my wedding day. And this is another thing is over my life, I have suffered from debilitating perfectionism in that, you know, sometimes I would make a decision. Actually, in my 20s, I would only do something if I could do it perfectly. And it held me back beyond belief. And I think um, I could have achieved things quicker, more efficiently, Um, if I wasn't such a perfectionist in my 20s. But hey, we don't look back. (laughs) You know, it it was another part of my life that I learned from and I healed from. And I made sure I found the help to, to come away from that perfectionism. But yeah, I got married. I had to look perfect in a wedding dress, did all of that. Then, you know, pregnancy and childbirth and that postnatal journey was the next thing to hit. And another learning curve for me in that my body is very textbook. I fell pregnant. I had a pretty textbook pregnancy both times around, really. Um, I had the the same hormones as everybody else. There was no, um, you're a personal trainer, so you're going to have the best pregnancy. Give birth in two minutes and be in your jeans after 10 seconds after birth. Like, that didn't happen for me and doesn't happen to most people. Like there's a minority of personal trainers that are flaunting it out there that that's what happens. But the majority do the same as what my body did, which was really struggle to regain any sort of normality after baby. And yeah, it was another learning part of my life where I had to learn to love my body again. And I had to learn to get it fully functioning again. And I had to learn to, you know, embrace this new body because I don't care what any single um, person says out there. Your body is never the same again after you've had children. There are differences in your body that you have to adjust to. Like, and for me, like I had changes that I had to adjust to, which I did. Would I go back and help myself a little bit more? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> there were some dark times postnatally, um, but I got through it. I learned from it. And I now know how to help other postnatal mums. Like everything I've been through, I feel like I've been through for a reason to be able to help other people. And this is why I felt it was really important that I told my story because there is this stigma out there that it just comes easy to a personal trainer. Like, I actually, I think female personal trainers that have been in the industry as long as me are are quite rare in that, you know, we have to go through a lot of shit. (laughs) Like there's all these expectations on a female trainer, especially she goes through stages of her life to, to like fit into a box. Like there's these, this stigma that, you know, you'll always be fit. You'll always have a six pack. You're always going to have this peachy bum. Um, You don't, you don't get tired. You're you're always perfectly eating a great diet. You don't struggle with emotional eating. You don't struggle with any of that stuff. But it's absolute bullshit. Actually, there are a lot of personal trainers out there that are suffering more than you know. Like because of these expectations that we're put that are put upon us and this stigma that's created around us, in that we, you know, 
it becomes easy to us. We like exercise, therefore it's not hard for us to do it. Bullshit. Um, we like eating um, kale four times a day. Bullshit. Like we have to work hard as well. Um, and maybe some trainers out there don't have to work too hard for it. But I know that I do. And I think it makes me better at what I do because I can relate to every single female that comes and works with me. Like, I feel like I've experienced it all, to be honest. I've experienced, um, you know, the the trauma as a teenager. I've, I've learned being super thin. I've learned being the other way. My postnatal journeys were not how I expected them to be. Um, I've had babies. I've done two pregnancies. I've been married. You know, I've done juggling a business, a very, very, very busy business with two babies in nappies. Um, I feel like I've experienced so much that that has made me good, uh, what, like made me the trainer that I am today as well. Uh, obviously the education that I went through as well um, and the toolbox that I've created over the years too. But I think this stigma of it becoming easy to us is is has to be broken um and you know we go through the same sort of stuff as as you guys do as well so it was really important that I felt that a lot of people did hear my story and it wasn't until about five years ago about five years ago I'd had enough working in a gym that I was working at I'd been there for a really long time four years ago, four years ago. I'd been there for 13 years and in the end it had become very toxic to me. And I knew that this toolbox that I had wasn't going to work in that gym anymore because I just, I didn't, I wanted to have no limits and I wanted to be able to train my clients and coach my clients how I wanted to, not how somebody else wanted me to do it. I didn't like that I had eyes over my shoulder all the time and I don't actually like the feeling in a big commercial gym. I don't, I'd never wanted to work in a commercial gym and even the gym that I was in, I just didn't feel it was right for me anymore. So that's when I decided to take the jump and have my own gym next to my house, which I do now and I absolutely love. It's like my four walls have heard more stories and have more secrets than anywhere else you could imagine. Um, my clients come in their pajamas. They come with no makeup on. They come comfortable. They come at ease and they come into my space where I hold my space for my clients. And that is what I always wanted. And it's been four years now that I've had that and I would never go back um, ever, ever again. And I love it. And then it got to a point, you know, where I was seeing 70 clients a week um, 70 hours of work plus their programming and everything else you do in between, which you can probably double those hours. I thought, I just can't do this anymore. My cup is empty all the time. How can I help people? How can I not turn people away? Because I was seeing 70 people and turning people away every week. Like, and I didn't want to turn people away. I wanted to help more and more people. Like, my biggest mission and like, my number one thing that I want to do is help people. And I had a limit on that. And I was like, well, I can only help as many people as my body will allow me to see. And I didn't like that. I didn't want someone going anywhere else. Like I wanted to help 
everyone. <laughs> so that is when my membership site was born. And I, it was two years in the making. I was writing it intensely over one summer, um, April 2018, until it launched in September 2018. It was a tough time. I was juggling babies. I was up till three in the morning, some mornings, just writing the content of the of the membership site and designing it and making sure that the principles were just how I wanted them to be. And they were, you know, labelled out how I wanted it to be. And yeah, and in September 2018, I launched what now is I call my baby because it's just a special, unique, unique place to be. I think every woman should be part of it. And I know I'm biased because it's mine, but I think if every woman could have something like that in their life, something that's just for them, something that covers everything, you know, you could go in there and ask about, you could ask anything in in the forum. You could ask anything. It doesn't even have to be fitness related and you're going to get help. Um, and, you know, you can go in there and learn about fitness. You can, ha- there's lots of training programs. There's everything, everything you could probably wish for in turning your life around is in there and that's how I wanted it to be and now you know it was two years old in September there's over 200 women in there and you know it is so unique and so special and I feel like my whole life has led to that point and um, you know I love my face-to-face I love my one-to-one training it's scaled down to a lot less people now because I'm obviously helping a lot of people um, online, but I finally found that platform that I didn't have to turn people away anymore. And yes, it's work in progress because I'm still proving to people how amazing it is. And I think the stigma of being online and being left on your own to do things um, is still there. And I'm still trying to prove to people that that's not the case. But yeah, it's a work in progress. But I finally feel like I'm doing exactly what I love and helping as many people as possible. Um, Of course, we've all had quite a troublesome year. (laughs) And business-wise, for me, it's been a really testing year with uh, the big C word. Um, But, you know, it's another learning curve in our life. And I've learned so much during COVID. I've learned what I love doing. I've learned what I don't love doing. I've decided um, some things that I was doing before and never coming back again. Um, I know that my membership site is my future and that I can help so many people on that platform and, you know, not kill myself in the process, you know? (laughs) Um, So I think the moral to this podcast is everyone has a story. Like everyone has a story and none of those points in my life do I regret There's no point in my life that I think, oh, I wish that had never happened to me. Why? Because I've learned so much from them things that happened in my life. And I think a lot of people sit and dwell on the things that have happened and almost feel ashamed of the things that have happened in their life or ashamed of the failings, ashamed of the things that perhaps they haven't done right. Whereas let's just flip that on its head. Let's flip that over and just say, all of the things, everything that has happened in my life has happened for a reason and has made me the person I am today. And that is something I will take forward forever. Anything that happens in my life, 
I try to look at it as another learning curve. It's another point that I'm going to look back on and go, hmm, that's what that happened for. And I truly believe that. So this is my story. If anyone has any questions or if I've hit a nerve anywhere in this podcast, if there's anyone listening to this that has experienced any of the things that I have in my past, I reach out to me. My inbox is open and I'm always here for a chat. So I hope this has kind of given you an insight on me. And people that know me that are listening to this podcast will probably get a moment in a few of these points in this podcast. But um, I've really enjoyed telling my story. I hope it's been inspiring for you guys. And next week I'll be back to topics, I promise. Um, As always, um, leave me a little review pop me a message if you've listened to this podcast and tell me what you think. It means the world to me. Um, And of course, if you enjoy listening to my podcast, hit the subscribe button and then it will download for you every week. Thanks for listening, guys. That was episode 12. I hope it was great and I'll catch you soon.